The Lord be with you. And with a reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus told his disciples this parable. The kingdom of heaven will be like ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. The foolish ones, when taking their lamps, brought no oil with them. But the wise brought flasks of oil with their lamps. Since the bridegroom was long delayed, they all became drowsy and fell asleep. At midnight, there was a cry. Behold, the bridegroom, come out to meet him. Then all those virgins got up and trimmed their lamps. The foolish ones said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise ones replied, No, for there may not be enough for us and you. Go instead to the merchants and buy some for yourselves. While they went off to buy it, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went into the wedding feast with him. Then the door was locked. Afterwards, the other virgins came and said, Lord, Lord, open the door for us. But he said in reply, Amen, I say to you, I do not know you. Therefore, stay awake, for you know neither the day nor the hour. The Gospel of the Lord. So I imagine it's been a pretty dramatic week for all of you, like it has been for me. I know people who are near and dear to me who are very happy with the election results. I know people who are very near and dear to me who are very disappointed with the election results. So that necessarily creates a lot of drama and tension and bewilderment and such, right? So I thought in light of today's readings, really, we could try to make sense of what God is trying to say to us. I think the last line of the gospel here really gives us a great insight into what we're all called to do and to reflect on. Jesus said, therefore, stay awake, for you know neither the day nor the hour. So there's this theme in today's reading of being vigilant. Stay awake. Be watchful. Be attentive. Be attentive to what? The election results? You know? How many times did you find yourself checking your phone and looking at the TV? And I thought to myself, if everybody were as attentive to the Lord and what he's trying to say to them as they were to the election results, we would live in a very different world right now. So let's try to, you know, take something away from that. The Lord is inviting us to pay attention to him all the time. All the time. Why? Because we don't really know the the, the day or the hour, as he said. But not just of, of death, because today's reading wasn't necessarily about death per se. I mean, it certainly can, can be interpreted that way. 
Because ultimately going to heaven is like going to the ultimate wedding banquet. So yes, there is that connotation. But how about the calling of the Lord? Those, those ten young women were waiting for the bridegroom to come and call them. And five were very prudent. They were prepared. They were attentive. And when the call came, they were ready to answer. And they were welcomed. The other five were rather unattentive and irresponsible, you could say. That's kind of a hard word, but I think it's applicable. They were irresponsible. And so the call came and they weren't ready. They weren't able to respond appropriately or responsibly. And so what's our takeaway is that the Lord is always calling. He's always calling us each and every day to have a new encounter with him and to be guided by him, to be directed by him. But that just doesn't happen. And, and somebody else can't do it for you. You know, I could pick on husbands right now, right? Your wife can't do it for you. Or like in the case of my parents, when I felt called to the priesthood, my dad's like, ah, okay, I got my in now. My son's a priest. I'm like, it doesn't work that way, dad. And thankfully, he became more and more responsive. You know, I guess inspired by my example. But look at that first reading. Beautiful. From the book of Wisdom. Resplendent and unfading is wisdom. In other words, it doesn't go away. And she is readily perceived by those who love her and found by those who seek her. Wisdom is found by those who seek her. So you have to be intentional about it. And you're all being somewhat intentional about it right now. But we have to be intentional about it each and every day. Each and every day. She, wisdom, and and understand this is kind of an allegory here for the Holy Spirit, for God. She hastens to make herself known in anticipation of their desire. Do I desire to know God and to have an encounter with God and to be led by God each and every day? Do I expect God to show up and to speak to me and to lead me and guide me? You should, because you're a Christian. You're a child of God. And our Father wants to speak to his children. So we can have that expectant faith that God will indeed speak to us. Whoever watches for her, watches for, is attentive to, is vigilant, right? See that theme? 
whoever watches for her at dawn, early in the morning, right? Don't push off all your prayers until the end of the day, right? At dawn shall not be disappointed. That's a promise from God. If you wake up looking for him and seeking him, you will find him. You will not be disappointed. How about that? For he shall find her sitting by his gate. Right in the front. Right in the front. Giving it priority, in other words. Giving it priority. Right? So again, ask yourself, you know, what do I give priority to throughout my day? Do I spend more time looking at this thing? Or at the word of God and, and seeking the face of God in faith and hope and love? For taking thought of wisdom is the perfection of prudence. Prudence, it's a cardinal virtue, meaning it's very important. Prudence directs us in seeking those things that are most important. We should pray for prudence. We should pray for prudence, especially when it comes to making decisions. Business decisions, relationship decisions. We should pray for prudence. Ask for wisdom. And God will answer that prayer. In fact, it says here, And whoever for her sake keeps vigil shall quickly be free from care. Meaning that we put it in God's hands. We put it in God's hands. And we trust that he is going to take care of us. Because she makes her own rounds, seeking those worthy of her, and graciously appears to them in the ways and meets them with awe solicitude. More promises. More promises. And the psalm also gives us a motivation to thirst for God, to seek God. My soul is thirsting for you, O Lord, my God, whom I seek. For you my flesh pines and my soul thirsts like the earth parched, lifeless, and without water. Wow. You know, I think more than ever, we should all be thirsting for God and his wisdom and his knowledge and counsel and fortitude, all of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. We've all been given them, but as you hear me say from up here often, there's always more. God wants to give more. Because that's just who he is. He's generous. And then in closing, let's just highlight this line from the second reading. The very first sentence. Paul says here, We do not want you to be unaware, brothers and sisters. In other words, we don't want you to be unattentive or irresponsible about those who have fallen asleep so that you may not grieve like the rest. 
who have no hope. Who have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose, so too will God, through Jesus, bring with him those who have fallen asleep. So this is the source of our hope. Jesus risen from the dead. It's not just some whimsical optimism that we as Christians have. We have a hope that is rooted and grounded in a fact, in a historical fact. Jesus died and risen. And living in glory at the right hand of the Father. So let us ask the Lord today for this wisdom, for this knowledge, for this faith and hope to fill our minds and our hearts so that we can be enthusiastic in these rather troubling times. What does it mean to be enthusiastic? It's a Greek word. It comes from a, two Greek words. Entheos. In God. Let us live in God and that will allow us to live enthusiastically, full of hope, even in the face of trials and tribulations, in the face of fear. And let's face it, there's a lot of fear out there and that people have. God doesn't want us to live in fear. He wants us to be men and women of hope. So let us renew our desire today to be friends of Christ, to be joyful missionary disciples. Lord, fill our hearts with your divine love. Make our hearts a reflection of your sacred heart, full of meekness, kindness, and sweetness. And fill our hearts with the fullness of your charity, which consumes any weakness, so that our hearts may be lifted up with an indescribable enthusiasm and be driven by that divine madness of the cross. Amen.